going to move on now to the planned removal of the triple lock system and the government's legislation to change the protocols around deployment of defence forces overseas and the conditions under which that could be done. Sarah, explain. Okay, so the triple lock mechanism is uh, whereby 12 or more defence troops Defence Force troops cannot be de- uh, deployed to active overseas missions without approval from the Dáil, the government and authorisation from the UN. So the Taunashta announced plans on Wednesday that the government wanted to scrap the triple knock triple lock mechanism um, and this has gotten fierce uh, opposition from Sinn Féin and it was brought up today in Leaders Questions uh, by Piers Doherty um, he said the Taunashta wanted to abandon decades of Irish foreign policy and military neutrality by abolishing the triple lock he said the mechanism was a core protection of Irish neutrality and he called on the Taunashta to do the democratic and the honourable thing by putting this change to the people in the form of a referendum um, the Taunashta response by saying that Sinn Féin were putting out uh, active disinformation and it was a dishonest debate. And he said the government was certainly not in any shape or form undermining Irish military neutrality. He said the triple lock mechanism didn't critically underpin Ireland's policy of military neutrality. And he said it was about this mechanism was more or getting rid of the mechanism was about overseas deployment and that he didn't believe the likes of Russia, China, the UK or the US should dictate our foreign policy or dictate when we do or do not deploy troops. All right. So you did well to follow that debate because there was quite a bit of uh, shouting back and forth with uh, the last Kian Corla, Catherine Connolly having to get to her feet to get people to quiet down and stop shouting across the chamber uh, on a number of occasions. Uh, Mick Barry, your attitude uh, towards this, you see the removal of the triple lock presumably as as an unacceptable attack on Irish neutrality, do you? Yeah, I'm opposed uh, to it. So what are the government's aims here? Government clearly wants um, a very significant increase in military expenditure. Um, they clearly want closer military cooperation with other European Union states and closer military cooperation with NATO. They deny that they want to bring Ireland into membership of uh, NATO. Well, certainly they know that the Irish public wouldn't stand for that at the moment uh, in any case. I think the government have a problem here, though, because I think um, there is a majority and there has been a majority who would be opposed to these moves. But if anything... I think the feeling among people in Ireland uh, has strengthened in its opposition to those things over the last six weeks because there's no poll evidence to back this up. I I admit that, but it, it is my strong suspicion, it is my gut instinct that uh, people sense that precisely those forces and those states that this government wants to align our foreign policy more closely with, they are precisely the ones who have stood most closely by the Israeli government as they began and undertook a a genocidal attack on the Palestinian people. I'm talking about the United States, the UK, France and Germany. and, and, And the United States and France currently have a veto on the deployment of Irish troops abroad under the triple lock system, Mick Barry. Yes, precisely. That's ironic, isn't it? Well, what's your answer to that? Should Ireland not have... The triple lock is a break on the deployment of troops abroad, but is there not another break that could be deployed? Say a super majority in in the Dáil and the Shannons, for example. No, well, I I, I think that the the key point to grasp here, Colm, is that it's, it's not just about the triple lock. 
there is an agenda here for increased expenditure and closer military cooperation with EU states right. and with NATO. And it is precisely those states who've been standing by the Israeli government during this All genocide right. okay. that the government wants to align our foreign policy more closely with. All right. I have Malcolm Byrne, um, 1997, Ray Burke, Fianna Fáil's spokesperson on, uh, on, on foreign affairs, called for a, a guarantee on a referendum before the government... Uh, would join Partnership for Peace. Fianna Fáil entered government, Partnership for Peace was joined, there was no such referendum. 2013, Micheál Martin said the triple lock was a crypto finnegale agenda to trying to uh, water down Irish neutrality. Ten years later, it hasn't happened. It's not maybe the removal of the triple lock in and of itself, it's people's suspicions that they're told one thing at the time of a referendum, only for that policy to ebb away later on. And that undermines people's confidence in political promises, doesn't it? Well, uh, first of all, let me deal with the issue about investment in the defence forces. And I totally disagree with Mick Barry. We do need to invest in our defence forces. Uh, we need uh, to invest in modern equipment and ensure uh, that the men and women who serve uh, are are paid well, that the, re- you know, the retention recruitment uh, issues are addressed. Plus also, one of the biggest challenges this state uh, faces is around cybersecurity. And people have to remember two and a half years ago, we did experience uh, one of the biggest cyber attacks uh, globally uh, when the HSE was attacked. So defence and security policy, uh, we have to meet the challenges of the modern world. Uh, and therefore, yes, we need to invest uh, in our um, uh, defence forces, uh, but I, I think Mick is, is you know, what he's arguing for is, and and you're citing instances from history when things change, your policy has to change. Hang on a second. And in Ro- the Russia, Russia, Russia invaded Georgia in 2008. Uh, Five years later, uh, Michal Martin was still arguing I, to I, keep I, was I, still I mean, arguing to keep the triple lock in the place. Triple lock, the triple lock is now a situation whereby we are allowing five of what were essentially the imperial powers at the end of the Second World War to determine well, Irish... China would dispute the, the characterisation well, as an I, imperial power. I, well, I, I think if you look at the Belt and Road's strategy, I think it's certainly economic I know, but at the time of the end of the Second World War, and they I, weren't I, an imperial I, I, power. I, I, except that. They had but, fallen but off we're now, imperial Japan, but let's, in fact. let's not be arguing about 1945. Let's start to argue about what is right well, for Ireland in 1945 what is today. He went right back and he was citing Fianna Fáil's role in keeping he, Ireland neutral and yeah, attacking and Sinn Féin about uh, the, the IRA's contacts with Nazi Germany and, during the Second World War. And it was War. correct because, you know, when, when we see some of the revisionism of history, it's important to All remind people right, But let's people not go back that. to 1945. Let's, let's, let's talk, talk about, about 2023, which is what we need uh, to, to look at. And I, I mean, I, I'd make the point to Mick Barry that let's say uh, in the current conflict between Israel and Hamas, there is a decision to try to set up uh, an international peacekeeping operation that goes out there. And I think if the brave men and women the Irish Defence Forces were called upon to serve, uh, that we should consider supporting that. But suppose it went to the UN Security Council and the United States, as a friend of Israel, decided to use its veto. wonder whose mandate uh, would have got it in then. The, 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 well, but but the, the, this is the question, because you but, cannot... But, it, but, but it, this it's, is, it's a this false is the hypothetical, point, isn't it? Because you, you've got a because situation where... We have, but, but the parties 
the the area in which the the peacekeeping mission would have to be deployed would have to agree to that. Hang on a second. I just want to go back. I want to go back to Mick Barry on that point, though. Mick Barry, the the veto of the of Irish troops abroad. Say, if the African Union, for example, uh, needed a peacekeeping force and didn't want interested parties, regional parties, uh, involved where they might have a conflict of interest and sought to have deployment on the ground, and other members of the Security Council who had more nefarious interests in the area decided to veto that mission. Why wouldn't Ireland, of its own accord, agree to a humanitarian uh, mission with the African Union say so? Yeah, see, I, I come back to my core point here, Colin, is that there, there are all kinds of hypothetical examples that can be put on the, the table. But the point is that... But you're surely is, joining NATO is a hypothetical example that you put on the table at the outset of your argument. What I put on the table at the outset of my argument was the, the clearly stated facts that the Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael Green Party government are aiming for a significant increase in military expenditure, that's number one, closer military cooperation with other EU states, that's number two, and closer military cooperation with NATO, number three. None of those things are denied or hidden. Are you, are you opposing investment in the Defence Forces? We've had a Commission on the Future of the Defence Forces which has set out the need to, in, to invest it. All right, that, 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 that's uh, yeah, I would like to answer that. I would. Um, do you? How do we deal with cybersecurity, Mick? Oh, do no, we no, not let's deal, in let's deal with investment in the Defence Force. I think it's been, there's been a 50% investment in the Defence Forces approved, Mick Barry. Do you disagree with that? Uh, I agree with increasing uh, the expenditure in the Defence Department to increase the wages of our uh, personnel in the Defence Forces who have been um, affected by low pay for a long, long time. And what about, what, I, I what, think what, that what about be... their equipment where even, where even the Irish camouflage was regarded as outmoded uh, on, until... Uh, a change in the design was got across the line only recently. What about the equipment that's, that they would be expected to use in, say, for example, the implementation of the UNIFIL mission, which is to make sure that no belligerent parties operate between the south of the Latani and the Blue Line? I think uh, what the Tarnashta and the government are talking about when they talk about the very significant increase in defence spending that's planned is not so much... Um, you know, camouflage, I think first and foremost they're talking about significant increases in guns and armaments. And I think when we have a housing crisis and a health crisis in this society, that is not the priority. On the question of cyber security, I, I won't take lectures from Malcolm or, or any supporter of this government who failed to invest in basic computer security for our health service and left the HSE wide open right. for uh, cyber security attacks. No, 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 don't invest. We won't have people talking across each other because we had enough of that today. Sarah, so I'll Sarah, just Sarah had difficulty point. following the debate, <laughs> as did I in the doll earlier because of that. Finish it very briefly, McBarry, because we do yeah. want to get a response from Malcolm. Burr. You invest in the HSE and you invest in, in security for other departments. You, you, you don't do it through a, 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 a military filter. So, so if the Irish, if the army, the defence forces are to go overseas, how up to date should their equipment be? The equipment that's there at the moment uh, should be up to date. But the idea of massive increases 
uh, in guns and armament, which is in lockstep with the approach All right. of of uh, capitalist governments across the world at the moment. There is a rearmament taking place. Okay, I don't That's know. Okay, no. that the, the point made, uh, Malcolm Burton. Just to the first question I asked you, the reason people suspect that there is a creep away from. Uh, Irish military neutrality, as articulated indeed by uh, President Michael D. Higgins, this dangerous drift he talked about, is because, as I said at the outset, perhaps people say one thing when it's politically expedient to do so and then do another thing when they're in government. In Very briefly, can you answer that? Well, well let's to address uh, the point about, you know, this argument about us joining some sort of European army that, that, uh, that Mick is claiming. If he reads Article 2949 uh, of the Constitution, it's very clear that we cannot do that without right. a referendum okay. from the people. We're, we're, we're so that's that's built okay. into the, right. into the Constitution. And there's not. We do need we do need a defence and security strategy okay. and we need all to right. invest to be we're able back. to address we're, with we're, the threats. That's all we have time for there. We're back after this. The Late Debate with Colm O'Mungan on RTE Radio 1.